everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we are keeping it so casual, you guys. If you're watching the video on Spotify or YouTube, you can tell. Like, I was going to get ready. I was going to find a little cute backdrop situation. But, you know, why don't we just keep it real? Why don't we just keep it real? Because this is postpartum. I'm currently three weeks postpartum. Actually, this coming Saturday, it will be a whole month since our girl has been here. And it's insane. So I figured I would just sit down and give you guys a little update about what's been going on lately, how our baby girl is doing, kind of the birth story, and just kind of what's been going on behind the scenes. Because it's been really fun. I spent a lot of time in pregnancy, batching episodes for you guys and working ahead so that I could take kind of a, a proper maternity leave off of the podcast, but continue to be putting out new content for you. So this is more of like a real time episode where I'm able to pop in and just kind of like speak exactly from where I'm at and just get to share a little bit more about what's been going on since that Q&A episode that I did the last one where I was kind of sharing about pregnancy and answering your questions because y'all so much has happened since then it has been a whirlwind so I'll just catch you up on all the things answer some questions people have been asking me lately and yeah just getting a little chatty so pull up a chair if you're driving be safe <laughs> I've got my sparkling water here with me Della is sitting next to me as well. And actually, both cats are also sitting with me on the bed. So it's a family affair today. But let me just start with, I guess, the whole update since that Q&A episode. Because if you listen to that one, I was sharing a little bit about how pregnancy had been in the third trimester, which in a nutshell, if you didn't listen to that episode or you didn't know what was going on, uh, it was crazy. It was wild. Like, I feel like everything that could go wrong went wrong and it was just kind of a mess there at the end. Um, I did end up getting cholestasis, you guys. It was a nightmare. If you didn't know, I had cholestasis in my pregnancy with my son and I had it again in my pregnancy with Della and it was just so horrible. So I had cholestasis. On top of that, I also had low potassium. I was having high blood pressure, low blood pressure, migraines, all these weird issues. Um, and then cholestasis, of course, is a liver thing. And so I was having all this liver pain, right side pain, couldn't sleep at night, couldn't get comfortable on top of all the regular pregnancy discomfort. So it was just kind of a wreck. And then I had polyhydramnios, which is the weirdest thing in the world, but basically my body was accumulating a ton of extra fluid, amniotic fluid, just in my abdomen, nowhere else in my body. So I wasn't like swollen in my feet and legs really, or my face. It was just my belly. And it was so uncomfortable, you guys. It was crazy. So let me backtrack a little bit because the weeks leading up to giving birth were so rough, like honestly, so hard, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, there's just a lot going on. And so I started having these weird symptoms. And I spent a lot of time in the ER, I was going to the hospital, like, all the time, I felt so embarrassed. It was so funny, because every time I would go into the triage, they were like, Oh, hey, what are you doing here again? And I'd be like, Yeah, guess what it is this time, you know, and it was just like, kind of laughable, but also like, hopefully I don't see, 
you nurses again. Like, hopefully this is the last time. But I, I had to spend the night in the hospital. And then I was there for all kinds of tests and treatment and labs and all kinds of things. And I was just there almost every single day the week leading up to the birth. And I was just so tired in every single way. I mean, like, you know, Christopher's working. We have a son at home. And so it's not like it was easy to just drop everything and get to the doctor, you know, like, so it was just really crazy trying to organize all of that and like finding childcare and figuring out Christopher's work. Because if you didn't know, my husband's a photographer, a wedding photographer. So it's not like he could just take off work and be with me if I'm having a hard day all the time, you know? And so anyway, all of that to say, I was in and out of the hospital. And then Saturday, August 26th, I was just not feeling great. And I kept calling up to my doctor's office and leaving messages like, Hey, these are my symptoms. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be dramatic. Should I go in? Is there anything I should do at home? Like, what do I need to be monitoring all of that? And this particular day, that Saturday, I was just not feeling good, like starting to feel some cramping, really bad migraine headache, really bad back pain, like just not good. And so I got a call back a little while later and she was like, yeah, why don't you go ahead and come in? So I went up to the hospital and it turns out that I was in labor. I was having contractions and it was like, I had been in early labor. And the thing is with all of my conditions, like the extra fluid, the low potassium, the blood pressure stuff, cholestasis, all of that put me at risk for preterm labor anyway. Um, But it was happening. And so I had been having contractions on and off that whole week. So every time I was in the hospital, they were like, do you feel these contractions? I was like, no, they weren't productive. So I wasn't like dilating or anything like that. Like I wasn't actually in active labor. Well, this Saturday, it actually was starting to progress. And so not like the end of the world. However, I was only 35 weeks. So on this day, I was like 35 and five days. So almost 36 weeks. And we, okay, this is the crazy part. So my original due date was September 25th. And We had decided at this point, because of all of my complications, we were going to schedule a C-section for September 5th. So that was the plan. However, on August 26th, when I went into the hospital, they were like, "Um, okay, like you're getting close, but let's just see if we can maybe stop the labor, like stop the contractions, slow things down. And it didn't work out. Like it just, it kept progressing. And we had opted for a C-section for multiple reasons, um, but just for several health risks, it was, which by the way, Della is right next to me. So if you hear the sweet baby noises, it's just literally the sweetest thing in the world. Um, but anyway, so we, we had planned on a C-section for multiple reasons. And I also got my tubes removed, which I can talk about in a little bit. But we knew that we were going to do a C-section. So rather than trying for a VBAC or letting labor progress and just seeing where it went, I knew that the risk of becoming emergent, like there there was no guarantee we wouldn't have to just go to a C-section anyway if 
I went into distress because of my blood pressure or anything, or if the baby went into distress. So anyway, our goal at that point was to go ahead and deliver before my labor got super active and was progressing. So we're okay. Also, this is the crazy thing. Christopher was at a wedding this day. So he's photographing a wedding. He's out of town. And I, I was like calling my doctor earlier that day around noon, like, Hey, should I come in? Should I not? What do I need to do? And they're like, yeah, you should probably come in right away. And so I like went over to my parents' house. They, we live on my parents' property. If you didn't know that we actually live in a barn dominium. It's this whole thing. Anyway, I went over to my parents' house and was like, Hey, turns out I need to go to the hospital right now. Is there any way that Jude can stay with you? Christopher is leaving for a wedding in 20 minutes. So my parents graciously took Jude. Christopher leaves for a wedding. I drive myself to the hospital. And it was this whole, it was this whole crazy thing. You guys like, it's laughable. Like the drama of this day was unmatched. So I drive up and usually our hospital has a valet. So you can just pull up and park and then they'll drive your car for you. And then they'll get your car whenever you leave. Well, it was Saturday and I didn't know that they didn't have valet. I'm like having contractions. I'm trying to get into the hospital. And this guy, this older man, like sweetest guy comes over and he's like, Hey, we don't do valet on weekends. And I was like, um, where do I park? Like, I need to get inside right now. I'm in labor. Like, what do I do? And he was like, uh, he worked for the valet. He was like bringing people their cars as they were checking out of the hospital. So they had it running, but they weren't like parking new cars, if that makes sense. Anyway, so he's like, um, don't worry, I'll get you checked in. Like, we'll do it for you today. So they ended up, the, the valet ended up parking my car for me, even though it was a Saturday. Thank goodness. Like they were so kind. Everyone was so kind and gracious to me. So I get inside, they check me in all of that. And they're just watching my contractions, keeping my pain level under control trying to make sure baby is okay, giving me the steroid shot, you know, because like she's 35 weeks, they want to make sure her lung development is good. And thankfully, she was doing great. Like on the monitor, she was not in distress, nothing was going on. I stay up there all day long, basically for monitoring. And around 10pm, they were like, okay, things are looking good. Um, how are you feeling with your contractions? It looks like they're maybe slowing down a little bit. Uh, so we'll, what we'll do is we'll like try to keep you here and then do another steroid shot tomorrow and then see how it goes. Hopefully we can keep you until you're scheduled C-section, but we'll just see how it goes. If it does start to progress though, we will have to go ahead and do the C-section. So I'm texting Christopher, all of these updates, like, Hey, everything is fine. Like just hanging out. Like the nurses are telling me this, this, and that, like keeping me updated on everything. And then around 11 o'clock. They told me that they were going to check me again because I started having contractions again and I was feeling the pain and they come in, they check me and it was actually progressing. So they were like, okay, change of plans. We're actually going to go have a C-section right now. So my doctor isn't even there. Like the doctor on call is going to perform my C-section. Thankfully she was wonderful, but I am then calling Christopher like, Hey, um, I'm about to have this baby. Like, what do you want to do? Like, I know you're at a wedding. Can you get here? So he's freaking out. He's like an hour away. And so I'm telling the nurse, I'm like, can I at least call my parents so my mom can come up here and be with me? So I'm not alone while I'm having this baby. Like it was so, it was such a whirlwind. So crazy. Like so many emotions and 
trying to let it sink in like, okay, we're having this baby today. My parents came back up to the hospital and my mom was able to be there with me in the OR while we were delivering. But Christopher was freaking out. He's like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And he goes to the bride and groom that of this wedding that he's taking photos for. He's like, Hey, um, my wife is about to have our baby like right this second. And they're like, Oh my gosh, go, go, go. Don't worry. Thankfully they were amazing. Shout out to this couple. Like, honestly, thank you for letting my husband come. Um, the good thing is he got their ceremony and at this point it was the reception. And so it was so funny. Christopher had worked with a couple of these vendors who were at this wedding before. And so he goes to the valet guy and he hands him the camera and he's like, Hey, I have to go like right now. My wife's having our baby. Can you just take pictures of their exit? So this guy is so sweet, like uses Christopher's camera. Christopher's like showing him quickly how to use the camera, takes pictures of their exit for him. And honestly, they turned out so good. Also, shout out to this valet guy. Like, honestly, all the people who worked with us to make this day possible, it was insane. So all these little pieces are just coming together and everybody is like, yes, go, everybody. Let's just make this happen. So Christopher gets there right after they wheeled me into the OR and he was there in time to get into the room, but they wouldn't let him into the OR because they had already given me my epidural and they were already starting the process. And it was such a bummer that he didn't get to be in the room. But honestly, I told him that he didn't miss much because I was just laying on the table forever. I didn't get to hold Della. I didn't get to really see her. They like held her up and then took her away and started working on her. And my mom didn't get to see her, you know, so I was trying to explain that to Christopher and he was like, what do you mean? I didn't miss anything. It was the birth of our daughter. But like, I don't know. To me, I was like, it wasn't that. It wasn't this beautiful moment, really. It was just kind of crazy because they, um, like I said, showed her to me and then took her away and started working on her. And at first they were saying, oh, she should be fine. Like she's doing great. Um, but then they wheeled her away and took her to the NICU. So I didn't get to see her. I didn't get to hold her. And then I'm staying in the OR because they're like, they're removing my tubes as well. And then I threw a clot. So they were dealing with that. And it felt like this never ending. Oh my gosh. It just felt like I was in there forever. And if you've ever had an epidural, I don't know if it's the same while you're in labor, but definitely when you're having a C-section, maybe it's because you're just laying there. But I started feeling so anxious because... I'm just laying there. can't move my legs. Can't feel my legs. Don't know what's going on. I'm just literally just laying there. My mom's sitting next to me. We're just waiting for anything. I'm like, is my baby okay? Am I okay? What's going on? Is my husband here? Does he know what's happening? It was crazy. So thankfully, everything went smooth with my C-section and they were able to get me stitched up and all that. And they wheel me out and they take me into the recovery room and Christopher's there. And so we're catching him up on everything. He's telling us about the wedding and this sweet guy who was working valet ended up bringing the camera up to the hospital later. The pictures were great. Um, but yeah, so we're just trying to figure out what's going on. And thankfully, before they wheeled me up to my room, we were able to stop by the NICU and see our girl. And it was just, it was so bittersweet because like the joy of her being there was unmatched. Like I couldn't believe that she was there. She was real. She was healthy as far as I knew, but I didn't understand what was going on. But then also like 
the fear of, oh my gosh, our miracle girl is here, but now she's in the NICU. What's happening? She's hooked up to all these cords and these wires and these machines. And like, she's got this CPAP machine on that's helping her breathe. And she has a feeding tube coming out of her and all these IVs. And it was just so sad. And if you've ever had a baby with health problems or NICU baby, like you just, I mean, I can't even imagine because Thankfully, Della was only in the NICU a little less than a week, so it, it wasn't even a full week that she was there, but just the heartache you feel as a mom, it is just devastating and so scary, and you just, ah, gosh, it, it sucked. Honestly, it was so hard because we got to see her, and then they wheeled me up to my room, and Christopher stayed with me for a little bit, and then he went home to be with Judah, our son, so... I'm just sitting up there in a hospital room by myself and just crying because my baby girl is downstairs at the NICU and I can't walk. I can't move. I can't do anything because I've just had a C-section. And so I just went to sleep that night, just so sad and devastated and like thankful that she was finally here, but also just so heartbroken because of all the unknowns and worried about her and just like wishing I could be with her. And so the next day, thankfully, I was able to go down there and start working on nursing and feeding her and seeing how she was doing. And she thankfully was doing great. She was able to be off of the CPAP machine once her breathing improved the next day and gradually from there just started getting better. And it was just a miracle because this is the crazy thing. So I had all of this extra fluid in my abdomen and I, I tried to explain this to people like how uncomfortable it was having all this excess fluid. Let me just paint the picture for you, okay? If you can imagine this. At 33 weeks, I my belly was measuring 34 weeks. So like her size and like like basically she was kind of on track. Like it looked like she was normal size and all that. Well, I went in for my 34-week check and my belly was measuring 40 weeks. You guys, I had so much fluid. After my C-section, they told me that they drained five and a half liters of fluid from my abdomen. Like, like, just can you imagine like so much fluid? And normally that excess fluid is related to gestational diabetes, but I didn't have that. So it was just this really random thing. Like nobody knows why I had that. It was just like, hey, why not? Like just add it to the list of things that were weird and wrong about the pregnancy. But anyway, so when you have excess fluid like that, the baby can be bigger. And so because of that, she was like six something, almost close to seven pounds when she was born at 35 and five, almost 36 weeks. So thankfully, this girl was healthy. She was a good size. She started eating really well. And because of that, she was able to recover pretty quickly. So even though she was a preemie, she wasn't acting like it, which was a miracle in and of itself. So it kind of worked out that I had the extra fluid because she was able to be a little bigger, which helped her recovery. And I also was able to get in at least one of those steroid shots to help her with her lungs and all that. So anyway, just a whirlwind, like so much about the NICU experience that I could talk about. But thankfully, every single nurse was so helpful and kind and gracious. Della was on the floor below me at the hospital. So as soon as I was able to walk, I was like getting down there to her as much and as quickly as I could um, during the stay there. Sorry, there's like weird noises happening. I don't know. Anyway, 
Sorry if there's like all of these weird noises. This is not my normal setup. And also, like I said, we have just a lot going on. I'll get into that. Anyway, let me wrap up the birth story portion of this episode and then we'll get into the other things. Basically, I was in the hospital for four days, three days, three or four days. Um, yeah. And so then I was released on a Thursday night and it was the worst feeling ever leaving the hospital without our baby. Like we went and we took some pictures of her in her little sweater that had her name on it. And then we said goodbye and we went home and we didn't know when she would get to come home with us. Um, the NICU doctor that was taking care of her was saying in the beginning, like if, if things go well, it could be a couple of weeks, it could be like a month or so, like we'll just play it by ear. And hearing that was just the worst, you know, but we just prayed and prayed and had so many people praying over her with us. And so I went home on a Thursday night and then Friday morning, Christopher and I went back up to the hospital so that I could feed her and just, we could see her. And as we were pulling into the parking lot, her NICU doctor called and was like, Hey, I don't mean to spring this on you, but how do you feel about taking your baby home today? And I was just like, crying so happy and it was it was so funny because on the way to the hospital that morning I was just so sad I was crying Christopher was like it'll be okay like you know she'll she's doing good and I was like I'm just sick and tired of being home without her he was like Hannah you have not even been home without her for 12 hours yet like you just got home last night but any time away from her was too much like it was just it was just the worst feeling ever. So anyway, we were able to bring her home that next day, which was a miracle. And she's done great ever since. She's growing. She's nursing. She's just literally an angel baby. She's so perfect and sweet. And I'm just soaking up every single cuddle with her, especially knowing that she is going to be our last biological baby, which, okay, I'll get into the questions now that a lot of people have been asking. No one's really even asking me about getting my tubes removed because I didn't really tell anybody that because I didn't, I, I just, I had made up my mind and I know people have opinions about this, but here's the thing. It was the right choice for me. I am confident that I will not regret it because I've had five pregnancies. All of them have been really hard. My body just does not respond well to pregnancy. I'm about to be 30. I'm just done physically and in all the ways. So I was really confident going into this, that this was the choice I wanted to make. And here's the crazy thing. When I was like brainstorming this and processing my options with my OB, she was saying that a lot of people get their tubes removed as a preventative for ovarian cancer because apparently a lot of the times it starts in the tubes, which I didn't know, but I was like, hey, let's do that. Like I'm all for it. This is also a crazy thing. I don't plan to do this, but apparently even if you get your tubes removed, you can still get pregnant if you decide to later on by IVF, which is wild. Like that's crazy that our bodies can do stuff like that. But anyway, I don't plan to be pregnant ever again. So she's our last baby biologically. Um, we are open to fostering and adopting in the future. But as far as my body goes physically, pregnancy is just not my shining moment. So that's kind of where we're at with that. And I feel really good about that decision. So that's what we'll be doing going forward. Um, a lot of people are asking about her name, her name, her full name is Della Joy Elaine Hughes. I just love it so much. It just suits her so well. We love the name Della so much. And a lot of people are asking where we got that name, what the idea was from. And I always wanted to use joy as well. Like I just prayed a lot through the years and had so many moments with the Lord where he was saying, especially through my miscarriages, like there will be joy. 
after the morning, like he turned sorrow to joy, like all of that. And so I just knew that this promised baby was going to be our joy after all of the grief and the sorrow and the losses. And so definitely wanted to include that. Elaine means light and she definitely is such a light for us. And as far as Della, I always wanted to name my daughter Melody because I had this woman in my life who was like another mom to me and she meant so much to me. And for a long time, that's what we had decided on for a girl's name. And we were in Scotland last year, actually. I had just had a miscarriage and it was just this crazy timing of like grieving, but also trusting God for the future. And it was just a really sweet time for our family to be together after a loss. And while we were in Scotland, we were driving and Christopher saw a road sign that said Della Street or something like that. And he was like, oh, Della, I really like that for a girl's name. I was like, you know what? I kind of do too. And it was close enough to Melody that I was like, okay, it's kind of like a nod to that. Like Melody, Della could be kind of like a derivative in some way, but it was kind of like kept that and it kept a lot of other things that were really sweet to us. Like, this is crazy. I don't know if I shared this. Did I share this on the, uh, the update episode? I don't remember. Christopher always wanted to name one of our kids something that meant noble. And for Judah, he was really set on the name Elgin because it means noble. But to me, that's just very like elf vibes. And I wasn't for that. So thankfully, we decided against that. But after we decided on naming our daughter Della, we found out that that means noble. So it kind of worked out. I was like, hey, look at that. Like, it's a win-win for everybody involved. Like, we have a beautiful name that means something that's special to you. And it was just like a really cool moment because obviously at that time when we were in Scotland last September, we we had no idea. Like, we would have a daughter this time, like a year later. But that is where her name came from. And it's just been so sweet, honestly. Postpartum has been kind of a wreck for me. I've had a lot of other weird, random health issues. I feel like for me, when it comes to pregnancy, it's like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And it's the most bizarre stuff. Like you guys, I had a reaction to the mesh underwear that they give you in the hospital. Like why? I don't, it makes no sense, but I had a delayed severe reaction to that. So it wasn't until I got home, I broke out in this huge rash all over my abdomen. And so I'm like itching severely from that. And I'm also in excruciating pain because of this incision. And I'm also like trying to take care of a baby. I'm also not sleeping. I'm so exhausted. So I'm just telling you, this season has been crazy one thing after another. And Something else that's super crazy that we've kind of been processing behind the scenes is, so like I said, we were going to be scheduled for our C-section on September 5th. September 6th, we were actually scheduled to close on our first house. And so behind the scenes over here, we have just been praying and dreaming about moving into a house. We have lived in a barn dominium for six years now, and it's been great. Like we live on my parents' property, like I said, but it is tiny and it has its qualms and we just we're just ready to move on to that next season of life where we can have more space. I mean, Christopher and I both work from home and it's challenging when you're in a small space with two kids and both partners working from home. Like it's just a lot. We were so excited to be able to close on our house and so the weekend that we brought Della home, actually that Friday, the same day. We got a call from 
our lender saying that we had lost our funding in the underwriting stage. And basically we had, and also this was a holiday weekend. So it was about to be Labor Day. So we heard on a Friday and we were supposed to be closing that following Wednesday. And yeah, all of a sudden they were like, okay, sorry, like you have no money now for this house. Good luck. You close on Wednesday, like try to figure it out. And then that was at the end of the day on Friday, like 4.30. So there's nothing we can do really. And then Monday, everybody's off work. So we would basically have Tuesday to figure out what we're going to do before closing Wednesday morning. Long story short, it all fell apart and we lost the house and it has been so devastating. And gosh, there's just been so many things up in the air with Christopher's job and which is a whole other thing. Like we're, we're going to record a Q and a episode for our anniversary this year, where we'll probably get more into this story, but it's just been a crazy season where we are living simultaneously in the sweetness of our answered prayer and the miracle of having Della, but also the confusion of pretty much everything else falling apart, like my health, our finances, this house situation, not knowing what the future holds for our careers and other things going on, like other transitions with our son. And it's just been really hard, but it's also been really sweet. And actually Christopher said something so, so sweet the day that all this happened. He was like, you know, this really sucks. It's a bummer. But between the two, like I'd much rather have a baby, you know, like a house and a healthy baby. Like there's no comparison. Like we I say this all the time, people make it work with less. And so, yes, we live in a small space and it's not what we would choose for ourselves. Like it's not the ideal, but we are so blessed. Like honestly, through all of this, we have felt so supported. I've got such a good community of women around me who are praying for us, for our marriage, for our family, for Della, for my healing and for our future. And we just have felt so supported by our families. Our parents have been so helpful with Jude and with just uh, just being there for us through this crazy time. And oh my gosh, the emotions and the hormones and all the feelings of the ups and downs and not knowing what's going to happen and having a baby that's five weeks early and everything being up in the air, like nothing has gone according to plan, which kind of seems to be the theme of our life lately. But overall, we're just so grateful. Like we. We have chosen to look at the season and take all the unexpected things and just say, okay, Lord, we trust that if it isn't this, you're protecting us and preparing us for something better. And that is hard to do. Like it's easier said than done. I was just talking to somebody this morning about how I just feel very disheartened. I feel very tired spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. It feels like I have nothing left to give. And honestly, right now I don't, but those are the moments when God steps in and just shows off his glory and his goodness and reminds us of who he is and how faithful he is and that we get to lean on his strength when we're weak. And that's beautiful. And and that's what it's all about anyway, right? Like it's kind of what I was saying in the last episode, just that update episode, like it's, it's choosing to look at our need and our limits as a blessing because it invites us into deeper relationship with him. And so that's what we're choosing to do right now. That's kind of what's been going on with the Hughes fam. It's been crazy. It's been good. And it's been 
wild. It's just been a ride. Um, but I can honestly say that there are so many good things coming. They're unexpected. Um, but I'm excited, you guys. I've been I've just been brainstorming and processing and planning a lot behind the scenes and dreaming and praying and seeking God for clarity for the next steps for by words and my future and our family's future and what that looks like. Um, and we're just excited. We're we're grieving, of course, but also just so hopeful for how God can turn it around. And the reason I'm sharing that like random tidbit at the end about the house situation is because you guys know how it is. I, I feel like I share this a lot. Like I love sharing from the process because when we get to the point where we're living in our answered prayer with a house or whatever next step there is for our family, like I'll get to share that with you guys and we'll be able to look back and be like, hey, remember when everything fell apart and it was crazy and we lost the house, but look what God did because it's totally not up to us. I feel like if I've learned anything during this season of pregnancy and seeking God for our careers and our home and our family and our future, it's that our success and the goodness of life, it's not up to us. I feel like in the moments where I have nothing left to give or it's it's just totally out of my control that that those are the moments where I get to exercise my faith and let God actually be God and just remind me and prove to me yet again that he is the one that has called me he is the one who has called our family who is leading us and directing us so he's the one that's going to make all the pieces fit together all we have to do is say yes and be willing to trust him with every step and he's the one that makes it all good like he's the one that works everything out for our good and so as hard as it is for someone like me, who's a very much uh, like, let's be honest, just a control freak. <laughs> it's been really sweet to just take a step back in this season where I am limited physically because of my healing. And I, I am just needing to rest and slow down. I've just seen him move in ways that I don't get to when I'm the one that's running the show. And so anyway, all of that to say, still very much in the process as usual. But we're just choosing to continue trusting God and focus on the good because we have our baby girl here and so many other amazing things going for us and, and so much other goodness around. So if you're in a hard season too, I just encourage you focus on the good. And remember, I posted this on my Instagram not too long ago, but something I just keep coming back to in my spirit and reminding myself is that waiting is not punishment. If things aren't the way that you're hoping for them to be yet, it's not because God is holding out on you. It's not because he's not good. It's because he's protecting you and he is preparing you for something that's even better. And the good is coming. We have to choose to believe that the good is still coming, to hold on to hope, to hold on to his promises and, and wait, wait on the Lord. Like that's how we renew our strength and he will do it. So anyway, that's all I got for you today. Life is good over here, you guys. I love our Della girl. She's, oh, it's literally the sweetest thing ever. I'm so grateful. I can't believe that she's here and she's healthy and mm, good things are coming, friend. That's all from me today. I will talk to you soon. I hope you have a great weekend. Love you guys. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.